Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. It's March 22nd, 2018, and this is the second episode of Julio Gonzalez for Congress, the podcast. I'm so grateful for the enthusiasm and support we have been receiving throughout the district when we go out there and meet folks that we haven't met before and uh, get the opportunity to have them uh, get to know a little about, bit about me and my campaign team. Uh, we've met people uh, from South Sarasota County, Charlotte, DeSoto, Hardy, Lee, Okeechobee, Highlands County, Glades, and Polk. And everywhere we've uh, been, the, uh, the warmth and the hospitality uh, expressed um, to us has been truly Floridian. Uh, it's been truly warm, and it's been truly gracious. And um, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to be considered as a candidate for Congress. Um, what an incredible uh, opportunity and what an incredible responsibility it would be to serve this district in Washington, D.C. and represent our, our, our interests. Uh, if you want to know more about my campaign, please come over to juliogonzalezforcongress.com. That's my website. You can join in. You can participate. You can find out where we're going. You can learn more about my platform. You can contribute and we need all the help we can get. So I welcome and encourage you to come visit us at the website. That's juliogonzalezforcongress.com. On Twitter, you can follow me at Julio for Florida. That's J-U-L-I-O for Florida. On iTunes and SoundCloud, you can hear the podcasts at Dr. Julio Gonzalez for Congress. And on Facebook, it's Julio Gonzalez for Congress. All these opportunities to Access us, um, follow us, and uh, listen to some of the things that we're talking about. And of course, comment on them because this, above all, needs to be a dialogue. And remember, just in case there was any doubt, my name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez, and I approve this message in case there was any doubt. So today we're going to be talking about um, our first substantive issue. And I think the very first substantive issue that I want to discuss is immigration. And the reason why I want to discuss immigration is because my name is Julio Gonzalez. <laughs> and and uh, very quickly, when I meet folks and I, I talk to people, the, the question uh, gets asked, uh, where are you on, on immigration? And I think some of it has to do with the fact that, yes, indeed, I am of a uh, Hispanic background and uh, people are curious to, to know where I would stand on that. But also I think it's a, it's an incredibly important issue that's affecting our country today and it really needs to be addressed. So without further ado, I will address it first on our um, substantive uh, issues in our, in our podcast. For me, it's very simple. This is a very simple analysis. The United States must seal its borders. It must control who comes in and out of the border. If that means uh, placing cameras, if that means building a wall that is so offensive to Nancy Pelosi that she can hardly stand it, well, then so be it. I'm, I'm, not only am I fine with it, I encourage it, and I would vote in favor of it. Today, we had the um, budget. Actually, I think last night we had the budget, but for the first time, I was able to actually peruse some of the some of the content of the budget today, and I'm simply appalled that they only give, I think, $1.2 billion for, for uh, President Trump's idea of building a wall. Um, you know, he ran on the wall. He promised that there would be a wall. And yes, Mexico should pay for it. And whether they pay for it directly or they pay for it from, from um, 
changes that are made with um, with uh, trade agreements between the United States and Mexico, so be it. Uh, Mexico has done a terrible job at preventing the egress of uh, people illegally into the United States, just as I must admit the reason why we're in this trouble is because the federal government, our federal government, has been negligent in controlling the wall. And it's high time that uh, controlling the border and it's high time that we controlled it. And so until such time, I think we are per, um, performing a great disservice to the people of the United States. Number one, as a, ma as a matter of, of, um, of national security, we need to know who comes in. We need to know, particularly in this time where hostilities towards the United States are so great and so imminent in that people have figured out ways of, um, of causing great bodily harm and death to Americans in our borders. We really need to know who's coming in. It's as simple as that. And we need to have uh, control of the individuals that are coming in. Additionally, there's a bigger policy question, and I, I'm totally comfortable with this concept as well. We, the United States of America, just like every other father, um, sovereign nation, has the right, the authority, and the duty to determine what kind of individuals get to inhabit that country when they don't uh, originally come from the country. So we need to enact a policy, an immigration policy that protects American interests and that benefits Americans. I don't, honestly, I don't know why this is such an issue. I don't know why the Democrats have such a problem with it. I don't know why uh, the liberals have such a problem with it, other than globalists who believe that there should be no borders, which is an absolutely ludicrous idea, um, which would only cause um, the deterioration of each of the various countries because surely what's going to end up happening is that uh, people will emigrate to uh, those areas where there is greater wealth and essentially overrun those countries and overrun them with their population until guess what those countries and those regions that have a greater wealth or a greater uh, way of being able to support itself will get run to the ground. So uh, for me, this is a, like I said, is a very simple idea. There really uh, is no, absolutely no uh, debate over, over whether we have the authority, whether we ought to have the authority, and whether we should, we should enact that authority um, from this day forward and probably should have been doing that for the past number of decades where we really started failing uh, to do so. So the question then becomes, well, didn't your parents come from Cuba? Yeah, they did, but they came here legally. Number one, they came here legally. They came here because the United States was gracious enough to take political dissidents uh, from a communist regime that was at their border. And thank God they did. I, I thank uh, every American who was born and living in the United States at that time for giving us this great opportunity, giving my parents this great opportunity to to emigrate to this country as a result of, um, of their political um, plight at the hands of communism. But that really doesn't, and, and because of that, because of that, we have to emphasize that my parents came here legally. They were, they were legal immigrants. This debate that is taking place in this country at this time is about people who come here illegally. Everybody is in favor for legal immigration. Everybody knows that it helps the economy to, to um, 
foster some sort of immigration problem uh, program. The question is really, what is the deal with illegal immigration and should we control it? And the answer is absolutely we should be controlling it. And I don't understand how anybody can make an argue, argument to the contrary. But really, the question that I just answered about my parents coming uh, here at the, um, by the grace of the United States of America and coming here legal, legally really doesn't answer the question. That is the question that the left tries to force us to get into a debate into. But that is not really the, the question. The question is, do we, the United States of America, have the right and the authority to control our border, borders, to determine who comes into our country, and to essentially define the makeup of our citizenry and our population? And the answer is, heck yes, absolutely we do. And so for, for those of you who get caught in that, in that argument, I would say, look, bring it back to, to, the, question, to the real question, which is, do we have the authority as a, as a so sovereign nation to control our borders? And of course, the answer, once again, is yes. So what do I say about sanctuary cities? Sanctuary cities is a crime. And the, uh, specifically, uh, sanctuary states is a, a crime on steroids. All you have to look is what happened. I mean, you don't really have to look very far. You, you, you can look at what happened in San Francisco with Kate Steinle and her tragic death that was completely unnecessary by, a, by uh, at the hands of an illegal immigrant who uh, had been deported five times previously. Or look at what happened to, the, to Edwin Jackson, the uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, football player who was run over by a drunk Manuel Orego Savala who had previously been deported twice. These, these events, these um, situations have no business in American life and they really ought to have never have happened. So let me be perfectly clear. Uh, as far as immigration is concerned, I am very staunchly uh, in favor of number one, controlling our borders. Number two, preventing and illegalizing sanctuary cities. Whenever that vote came up in the uh, Florida legislature and I had the opportunity to vote in favor of uh, the bill that was um, uh, at least on the latest incarnation brought to us uh, by uh, Chairman Larry Metz, I voted in favor of it. And at times I even debated about it favorably. If you go to my podcasts, if you go to the radio show that I do, right, Talk America with uh, Julio and Rod, where we have uh, discuss had discussions about this, I've always been very consistent about this. Sanctuary cities are an illegality, and there should be consequences to pay. By the way, while we're speaking about the budget, yeah, they only, uh, Congress only allocated about $1.2 billion, I understand, uh, to building the wall, uh, the wall that would cost about $20 billion. They need to allocate more, and if they didn't do it in the budget, they need to do it moving forward if this budget gets signed by President Trump. But in addition, they continue to fund sanctuary cities. Yeah, in the budget, they continue to fund sanctuary cities. I'm in favor of cutting all funding to any country that to any city that refuses to cooperate with ICE officials on detainers. Now, let me just. Let me just explain what that means, because this, this concept that is being used by the left to make it sound like it is a terrible idea and a terrible injustice to, um, 
to those individuals who are here illegally um, and, and an infringement on their constitutional rights is really nonsense. And I want to explain to you exactly what the what these bills usually say, and particularly I'll speak to what the Florida bill said. The Florida bill said, look, if you arrest an individual who has a detainer from ICE, from the Immigration Service, right? If you if this person gets arrested, you don't go out there and look for a person randomly and pull them out of their homes and get them arrested like the left loves to imply that these bills would require. That's absolutely not the case. If somebody is engaged in an illegal act, an independently illegal act, and they get arrested, they get taken to the to the police uh, to the police station. Of course, there had to be probable cause to uh, to detain them. They get their Miranda rights uh, read to them. They get asked, you know, whatever interrogation questions were are made after they either waive the attorney or not. So we're going through the normal channels of of um, of detainment that are undergone by any American citizen. Same same thing. Nothing different. However, if ICE has a detainer, which means they want to know if any of the authorities have these individuals, the Florida law would require that they uh, that that the um, municipality, the the whatever the sheriff's department, whatever it is that the organization the that is uh, detaining the individual, that they give ICE seventy two hours to come over and pick them up, pick them up. That's it. That's all it does. That's all it is. It's no, nothing greater than just giving 72 hours to, uh, for the opportunity for the federal government to come in and say, look, you know, we do want to prosecute this guy. And if after 72 hours they fail to prosecute the guy or, or, um, or obtain custody of the man or woman, if they fail to do that within 72 hours, the guy goes free just like he had ever before, uh, just like he had on any other occasion just like any other American, like an American citizen would um, would go free. I don't think that that's a lot to ask for, particularly if somebody's here illegally, and particularly when the person, number one, committed an illegal act, and number two, was already wanted by the federal government for another illegality that the patient had performed, that the patient, that the, <laughs> that the suspect had performed. You saw my doctor hat come out there. So um, this... this um, Complete atrocity undertaken by the Oakland mayor, Ms. Ibi Schaff, on uh, telling, telling, um, giving a heads up to um, to individuals that ICE is coming to perform a raid. She should be arrested. She should be arrested because essentially she's engaged in uh, aiding and abetting uh, criminals. Simple as that. So, um, look, if there's any doubt about my stand on immigration, let it be gone as of today. How, how would I vote on DACA? Well, uh, number one, I support uh, President Trump in repealing DACA. It was put on there by a presidential order by President Obama, which I thought was illegal. It is, although it is not illegal for Congress to pass the DACA law, you know, for granting protection for children and their parents, uh, who come in here illegally and want to give them some sort of amnesty, that is not an unconstitutional power of, of Congress. Congress can do that, but the president cannot. The president cannot by himself. And that's exactly what Obama, President Obama did. He, once again, as he had 
has done on numerous occasions, ignored the Constitution of the United States and took it upon himself to engage in legislative powers that he didn't have. He's the chief executive, not the chief legislator. So I think uh, President Trump was absolutely correct and appropriate in repealing or reversing the order, um, and reversing the order um, put forth by President uh, Trump. So how would I vote on DACA? If if there was some sort of amnesty provision um, brought forth and I'm sitting in the District 17 seat, what would I do? Well, I would have to study it very carefully, but I can tell you that there's at least one thing that's unacceptable. Any road to citizenship for somebody who came here illegally, to in my view, is is illegal. Is, I'm sorry, is unacceptable. It's an unacceptable provision. Also, um, you have to be really careful with such a bill. I understand that the, the these kids came here with um, under no choice of their own, and they're victims of of the federal government's incompetence just as much as anybody else's. But the bottom line is this: you don't want to incentivize people coming coming here illegally to the United States just for the purpose of being able to have their kids be American citizens. What more could anybody want than their children to be? American citizens or members of this country, if you're going to do this, you go through the process and you do so legally. That is my position. Um, so tomorrow, if I were to vote on DACA, I would uh, on the inc- present incarnation of the bill I, that I had that we had seen in the news over the past uh, couple of months. Uh, I would say no, I would vote down. And that's my view. If you like what you hear, come visit us at Julio Gonzalez for Congress.com. And um, Sign up for our emails, check out our events on the website. You can do all those things. And if you think this candidacy is worth a couple of dollars of your investment, well, come to the website and contribute. Anything that you can contribute is welcome. Remember, this is our campaign together, and I certainly could use your help. Once again, I thank you so much for listening. If you want to engage in a dialogue and give me your opinion, make sure you go to or email me to campaign at Julio Gonzalez for Congress.com. That's campaign at Julio Gonzalez for Congress.com, where I would I will be uh, sure to read your comments and eager to respond if one is warranted. Thank you so much for listening. God bless the United States of America. And remember, I approve this message. Number one, because I b- believe in it, and number two, because I mean it. Thanks so much.